Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Dafa Shavua as we study and we're moving on in Mesechus Ksuvos, Daf Nun Zayim. I have the great success of being in Eretz Yisrael this week. You may hear a little bit of noise. That's the Avira de Eretz, the air of Eretz Yisrael. Medrash tells us that the Avira de Eretz brings Chachma. We uh, studied in the Medrash here that Eretz Yisrael did not have the same impact of the Mabel for whatever reason. Basically, as I try to show, because Eretz Yisrael, by definition, is the safest place in the world. So hopefully we're able to take out from this little shear something very special. The Avir de Eretz Yisrael is greater because it wasn't impacted by the Mabel. That's what the Medrash says, something to think about. A number of times in Meseches Yuvamis and in Meseches Suvos, we've discussed the missing Suba issue. And it uh, raises its head again in a very interesting way on our daf. It comes in through the discussion that goes back to the Mishnah relating to what is a Ksuba when the Ksuba does not have the traditional value at least in what we call the Iker Ksuba, which is 200 for a Basula, 100 for Baula, someone who's already previously been married, had relations. So what happens if you want to add to it? That's what we call Tosefis Ksuba, which is done typically in a Ksuba. There's also a third part I pointed out, the Nadunya, in exchange for the dowry that the woman brings into the marriage, there's another amount as well that's put in by the man. But what happens to negotiating it down? And once you get to our daf, we see basically three shitos. Either the opinion that you could do it, it has to be bichsav. You could do it, as we learned today, even balpeh. And the opinion, which seems to be the dominating view, is that you're not allowed to do it. Because what it does is it reduces the marriage from being a marriage of sanctification to a marriage that is dome labilas nus. Now the logic behind that, if you look into the Gemara and the basic Rishonim, there's a certain mindset. You could even use the term umdana that we had last week. But let's just focus on mindset or kavana. That a marriage comes in with basic contractual obligations. And anything less than that is some type of pagam. This is the way Shalom Baum is explaining it. It's some type of chisarim, a damage to the enterprise of the marriage. That's why it's called abilas nus. What's generated by that is because the woman is not going to be getting her full due upon divorce or death. And therefore, even while the marriage is extant, there's some type of insecurity that's associated with the marriage. This formulation that I just gave you, it's a little bit fancy, but it totally ties in to our Gemara. I couldn't have said this when we learned about the missing Suba beforehand, because it's the same idea of the missing Suba. The concern of the missing Suba is that the woman's intent or the woman's mindset now is that I'm not going to get my ksuba. The ksuba was lost. My husband maybe thinks he's got a better deal now with me. And therefore, 
there's a defect in the seriousness of the marriage. Is this guy really into me? Or is he just interested in having relations with me? And that could be whether you marry for a day, a year, or even for uh, 50 years or 60 years. Now, it happens to be that lehalacha, even without aksuba, aksuba is a receipt. So even without aksuba, all things being equal, the guy is going to have to pay the value of the aksuba. But we see the value of actually having that document, which ties into those that qualify it and say it, you could change it, but not balpeh. It has to be written of the seriousness of a written document. So this comes up. We end up seeing that if it's a lost ksuba or a reduction in the amount of the ksuba, zed dome I never would have thought of that, that it matches up to each other. Now, I want to show you a shayla that was asked to Rabbi Yitzchak Zilberstein in the Chashuk Echemet. Rabbi Yitzchak Zilberstein is one of the gedolim here in Eretz Yisrael. Paskins on many, many medical issues. There are today, when we're in Eretz Yisrael, a lot of concerns, life and death concerns, identifying body concerns, which is a combination of rabbonis, medical examiners, a lot of things going on. I had some exposure to it on the trip, not for now. So what happens if the ksuba is, let's say, with the parents? I pointed out earlier this year, which was a chiddush to me, but it was something I learned from uh, Ravelli Konensberg, who's Masada Kedushin at my kid's wedding, that the ksuba doesn't have to actually stay with the husband and the wife, as long as they know where it is. So I'm, for example, my kids went to Eretz Yisrael this year, there's a lot of travel, moving, things get lost. We were advised, keep the ksuba in my house. I have an exact place. The kids know I have it. They don't necessarily have to know where it is. But I could tell you, anybody who's interested, I'll let you know. So it's in my house. I actually check up on it every couple of weeks. Make sure nobody moves it. I have a sign over there. <clears throat> so that's fine. Because without that, they wouldn't be able to live together. Remember, going back to Mesechus Yuvamas, for those who are with us, we discussed the fire case big issue in Eretz when there were fires in the north. Now in Eretz there's a copy of Aksuba that's always deposited with the Rabbanut. The question was that we discussed, is that enough? And many opinions said it was enough. It's not that you need the document, you just need some proof of the document. So here's the Shiloh. It's incredible and you're going to be shocked by the answer, but we're going to explain it logically. So Rebutzlik Zilberstein was asked the question. Let's say you have my situation. My kids are in an Eretz Yisrael. I'm in the United States of America. I'm holding on to the Ksuba, but we can't find the Ksuba. You understand? We can't find the Ksuba. Maybe I you know, hung it up as a decoration on Sukkot and it got washed away. It's a lost Ksuba. You wouldn't do that. So I don't know where the Ksuba is or it's a Ksuma, Ksuba that was lost. Now again, if I tell the children, that happened. So, okay, they could work out a new ksuba, keep it where they are. I can't do a ksuba for them if they're not around. But Rebizchai Zilberstein said there's actually no requirement to inform. He's not saying it's the right approach. In the end, you should try to have it done. But it's all taloi in the kavana of the husband, and especially in this situation of the wife. As long as she feels she has no 
we call negative knowledge of the loss of Aksuba, she's comfortable with the, she has the confidence that her husband, if Chastor Shalom there's a divorce or Chastor Shalom there's a death, that she will be taken care of. So it's not just the document that nails the Ksuba, that makes the Ksuba alive. The Ksuba is alive as long as the Chassan and Kala, no matter how long they're married, are not aware of the lack of a Ksuba. Now this may also play Halafla we have to evaluate if they can't find the Ksuba, but they know it's in the apartment. And that's very often what happens. People come to me sometimes to write a new tsuba. They say they lost the tsuba. And then the first question I said to them is, have you moved in the last few years? I guarantee you almost, I don't know your life, but I could almost guarantee you you're going to find it. And 95% of the time they find it. It was in a box. It was in a container. It was in an envelope. So I want to argue over here that if it's just a suffix of being lost, that's not going to mean that the couple can't live together. I, we'd have to see how I'm not passing it. But based on the logic, and we only really get this from our Gemara with the reduction of the pay, this situation. I wanted to give you at least a piece of Torah from Eretz Yisrael. Bezrat Hashem will get back next week and continue with the next stop.